You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. She's back again. Roma, it's nice to see you again. It's been a little bit. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been here. Uh, how are you? <laughs> I'm hanging in there. I'm, is anything new happening in your life? I just got vaccinated last week. <laughs> I think that's new. One shot or two? Now since, hmm? One shot or two? Uh, it's my first shot. So the 5G took a little while to get in my head. <laughs> um. I know we uh we I was messaging you recently because a lot has actually happened since I think the first time we were gonna podcast and then we had to reschedule it. Um, I had one of my videos that was flagged and taken down off YouTube for medical misinformation, and it was just talking about you know I I think I talked about like um you can still spread it the same is I hope that doesn't get me taken down again. But I appealed it, it got denied. Then I appealed it again through my computer, and you usually get one time to appeal it. But since I did it through my phone the first time, it didn't count it. So I was able to do it on my computer again. Then they're like, oh, it doesn't violate anything. Sorry, we reposted your video and took the thing down. But I was like, yeah, but you it took two weeks to be able to do that. And then recently, Facebook put up a post about how they ban accounts every single day that might be fake accounts, that there's a bunch of accounts that they go through every single day. I think I actually read you the picture of what it was. It. It's just, I'm like, what, how do you decipher that there is a large amount of fake accounts being created, which really brought into the tech thing. And I know we talked about that because um, mm-hmm. I know you have some background with tech. So, I mean, for the audience listeners out there, can you explain a little bit about what you know about tech? Uh, well, I have been a software engineer for almost 10 years and I also have a master's degree in information technology with um, concentration in uh, information systems. Uh, Now I work in banking. And before that, uh, I used to work for, well, I'm (laughs) I'm not under the NDA anymore. So I can say that I work as an IT for uh, Ross. Um, that, uh, that discount store all over the U S. So, um, yeah. (laughs) And I also specialize in, on my free time, I also specialize, do a little bit of scam baiting. (laughs) Well, like for instance, the post I was mentioning is it says stopping fake accounts in their tracks. Some people use fake accounts to deliberately spread misinformation on the Facebook app. The Facebook company blocks millions of fake accounts every day, many before they're created, before they have a chance to do harm. Now, for most people, they just hear that at the basic value of what that is. And they go, oh, well, I mean, they're stopping fake accounts, right? They're going to stop medical misinformation from being spread or just disinformation in general. Now, someone that knows a little bit more about where their guidelines kind of go and someone that is even just dabbles in tech can see the fear that just reading that kind of triggers in your head, because then it's like, what are you drawing the line at as not being 
valid information for YouTube. There are updated guidelines that are actually getting a lot of people, um, a lot of people in trouble, for instance, with certain things are the fact that you can't talk about like even talking about vaccines, you can't mention that you can't talk about a lot of things. There's a whole list where it's like, but what about if someone's just speaking an opinion and they mention their opinion or something that doesn't matter, it's going to be labeled and it's going to be removed, it's going to be caught in the censor wheel. Now, that to me scares me because then it's like, when are you going to have like, are you just I look at it like if you're a giant corporation doing this, I get it. You don't want a, a bunch of people going crazy and talking about inserting microchips into their skin. A hundred percent. But when do you have reliant on the people to know when it's like you're treating us like we have like you have like we're kids, like we don't have the capacity to understand what a, a real crazy conspiracy is. And then what might just be useful information to be able to help figure out where to go in this crazy world that we're living in. Uh, that's interesting because uh, just this morning I was in a security training again, and they said that uh, the current trend in scams and misinformation is that 90% of the scams right now during this pa pandemic is about COVID-19. So it's either somebody uh, sends you information like you tested positive or the latest vaccine information or maybe another misinformation about the vaccine and people receive this on their email and um when was the last time that you actually bothered to check what is on the link of your email so most of the most of the people there they just um click on these links and they get um and their information gets sent to whoever is sending these emails and the problem is like what you said um in Facebook that they are cracking down on this troll accounts or uh, fake accounts. There are actually, these uh, accounts are actually funded. They, um, there are actually places like what we can call them like call centers or something. And we call them uh, troll farms. So yeah, Russia has a are, bunch of them. Yeah, <laughs> Russia and China mostly. Um, so they get paid to post all these misinformation. They have a script that they post on Facebook and for every engagement, for every click, for every reply to those posts, they get paid and they just, uh, they have a really, uh, organized system where they log it on like this sheet, Excel sheet or something. And for they put the link of their post and in the post they they put on how many engagements, how many likes, how many shares, how many replies they get. And based on that, that is how much they are going to get paid. But it's it's crazy to me because once they reinstated my video, I just had a different look at it. Like when they took it down, I just went. What did I say? All I said was Disney was slowly like predicting all the world apocalypses that were happening as a joke. And I was like, is that medical misinformation? But then you start to look at like, why are there flat earth videos still up? Why are there a bunch of different things? And it, 
if someone believes something, like when I talk to someone, if they believe that we're in a simulation and they're hundred percent of belief of it, they think the earth is flat. You can't ban that because that's how a person believes. Now you're saying that that person's beliefs is nothing. What if a person believes that there's microchips in a vaccine? I don't, but if that person believes it, then I got to hear what they have to say. You cannot block that video, but that's the thing with censorship. When do you draw the line at what is valid things? I mean, we still like, for instance, what like what you like to do in your free time, just go around and troll other accounts. There are other people out there that catfish other people into getting into a relationship with them, sending them money, making them spend years. They made a show about it. That sounds more dangerous to me than somebody saying something in a podcast episode. Like, why aren't we focusing on that? Like, um, Every time I'm on Twitter, I look and I'm like, is this a fucking bot account? They have 25,000 followers exact. They have a blue check mark. And all they do is tweet the same thing over and over again. Get your vaccine. Get your vaccine. Get your vaccine. People comment like, are you ever going to respond to anybody? It's just the same. And I'm like, is this a bot too? Like at this point, I think it has too much power where we need to establish new regulations in what we would call community guidelines. And when people say like, I get the idea of censorship. It's a privately owned company. They have the right to do whatever they want with. But like during the election, when there was the Biden laptop situation and all that type of stuff, they blocked that from being a result. And now we're seeing this new algorithm going on where you're seeing posts two days after they've been posted. You're not seeing them at the exact time they're posted. It's two days later, three days later, you're seeing something in your feed like, I don't remember seeing this two days ago like it because they're showing you older posts as they have time to be able to verify what it is to make sure it's nothing that's going to be against their guidelines. Uh, that's the problem with the community guidelines in Facebook and YouTube, actually, right? Like uh, there are um, creators who get um, flagged uh, and demonetized just because uh they said something like the vaccine or uh, COVID-19 on their videos, while others, they sp uh, spread misinformation. And I think uh, it's because the algorithm for that is they try to make it smarter, like they filter certain words and automatically if that word is detected by their bot, then you have no choice but to just appeal that. But um, the the problem there is that they don't have a lot of human involvement on the initial screening of the content and that's why uh when you appeal to it like it's it takes a longer time right because yeah. just that's the time when someone actually personally gets involved and also it's like an, the the problem with cop copyright um infringement as well on sites like this like somebody can just make an audio and claim it as theirs, even if even if it's not theirs and they can profit off of that. And yeah, that's insane. I just look at it like I get it because you have millions and hours of content being uploaded to YouTube like every minute, basically. But when you really and I get it because the sensor probably if they just see something gets flagged, they're just like, well, take it off. I don't need to even look into it because you have so much content being uploaded. But then it's like. What happens if someone's just speaking their opinion about something like getting a shot or something? like for me, I'm not ready to take one only because I don't I don't feel like it's ready yet. I've heard way too many people getting a first shot and getting super sick from it. So I'm like, look, I might wait. And then there's a new thing coming out right now about blood clots that are in a whole other one. So I'm like, look, 
I, 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 if I feel that I'm not comfortable, but this, here's where the line goes is that there's two sides. There's the ant, there's the, there's the maskers and the anti-maskers. If you're an anti-masker, you think that there's microchips. And if you're a masker, you're shoving it down someone's throat. I'm like, what about the people that are just in the middle? Like, holy shit, I'm not ready. Like we can have crazy government stuff. We can have crazy, all these different types of serious, hot, heated topics. But then when it comes to this, it's just very weird what they choose to censor. Uh, There was an interesting study that I read up like um, the others the other day that it, um, for example, in most especially in Facebook, I mean, a lot of the internet users are on that site, right? the everything can be believable it says there that everything can be believable once you put it in a nice infographic mm-hmm. like uh for example if you make an infographic believable enough that the vaccine has microchips or that you will turn into a zombie that's the most ridic- ridiculous thing i have heard last time that i check uh there are a certain demographic of people that will still believe it. And it's crazy because some of these people are also like university graduates, professionals. And yet when they see something in a nice infographic, they will believe it. And then they will share it. And those more, shall I say, gullible type of people, they will believe it. And like for in Asian households, we always get uh, aunties sending this type of min- misinformation in our group yeah. chats. That's uh, that's the craziest thing. And then they will argue with you. And they say, I saw it on Facebook. <laughs> that Why don't you do your research? And is that really a valid research? Well, it's so crazy because they go zero to 100 so quick. It's like, is, doesn't this seem similar to this? And they strike something up uh, with the vaccine with Nazi stuff. And I'm like, man, you can't just take that jump that quickly. Like, but it's, they've seen a bunch of stuff and their algorithm, whatever has programmed them or conditioned them to believe that it's this certain thing. And I think that's with everything, but I look at it like, you got to give people the base level of understanding that they're going to be able to decipher it themselves. Now, for instance, with an episode getting flagged off YouTube, it might not even be the whole episode. Like it just seems like if it's a whole episode about it, then yeah, you should probably look into it. But if it's just someone mentions the word COVID, then it gets flagged and gets taken down. It's like, that's why I switched over to another platform called Odyssey. Cause I realized after that YouTube video got flagged, I was like, I put all that fucking work into that. And yes, it is back up there, but I looked at it like what? If it can be gone, your whole work or whatever, the progress that you're making could just be blipped off the radar, then what's the point of fucking doing it? So I uploaded it to multiple different video platforms now and synced my whole YouTube on other channels where I'm looking at the channels that have no community guidelines or no restrictions. They're just like they're they're not like drastic, like how you think where some person's like doing crazy like TikTok. There might be community guidelines on that, sure, but I see more stuff about anti-vax stuff on that thing and microchips on that oh, thing than I see God. on any platform. I'm not I'm not crazy by saying that. There's a lot of that on there. Oh my god. Uh I haven't seen personally the anti-vax stuff on TikTok. Maybe I was just lucky. I that my timeline looks like that. There was a nurse that was TikToking with dead bodies. During the pandemic, oh my gosh. <laughs> she was like, just another day at work and then TikToking, and there's a bunch of dead bodies behind her. And then that same 
nurse TikTok, I think like uh -huh. a month or two later saying, get your vaccines, get your shots. I'm like, hold on a second. You were just TikToking with dead bodies a minute ago. Now you're you want people not to die. So they got to get a shot. And I'm like, yeah, I'm seeing some <laughs> weird shit going on here. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think the the craziest one I saw on TikTok was this uh, agent who leaked her client's um, credit card uh, information. Oh it was a really God. hot topic there. <laughs> wow. See, because that's back in the day, it used to be just you put someone's phone number on like a porn site and then they just keep getting random mm -hmm. people calling, <laughs> asking for like some type of service. You're like, what are you talking about? And then you realize that your number was put onto a thing. But I mean, maybe this is a slow pace for censorship. What do you stand on censorship when it comes to this aspect of what we're in right now? I mean, should it go even farther? I always look at it like a goalpost. You want to start off with good intentions, making sure nobody ever gets bullied. But then what about the people that catfish? What about the people that, you know, like my great grandfather before he passed away, got a call from a guy impersonating my dad saying, you need to send me $4,000. I'm in jail. And my great grandfather linked him $4,000. Like those phone calls still happen 24 seven. My phone is now updated to where a call comes in. It'll send it to voicemail. It's just potential spam. And it's always the same thing, but I'm getting texts now from random numbers saying free shot, free shot, free shot. I'm like, what, when do we have the, why is there certain things where I'm looking at it? Like, we're really weird with this type of stuff. Like, why aren't we censoring the bad stuff where someone will pour so much money into a fake business or something like that, lose their whole entire life savings or something like that. But then I guess that lands in the area of why do we have stocks or Robin hood type apps? Mm -hmm. uh, well, for scams, there are, there's just so much we can do to prevent these scams, like uh, reporting the number, but then it is so easy to get another another phone number right nowadays so mm -hmm. we can only just report the numbers and they will they will just the cycle will just continue and um the we could also educate but the target uh the target audience of these type of um people they actually are the the those types that easily believe things like that like for example your grandfather he would uh he would readily believe because they they use the identity of someone close to him right like and uh that's what they call phishing you pose as someone someone like for example i will call you and say that i am your auntie i would need to borrow money for whatever it is that i need right um well, they will and all the eventually be gullible, right? My great grandfather was 96 years old. He never knew that someone would impersonate someone when you got a call. He just got us. I mean, he had a cell phone, but he never used it as a flip phone. So when he would answer a call and you're calling, hey, it's your grandson or whatever. He's like, oh, my God, you're in jail. I'll send you four thousand dollars right away. You don't like eventually we're going to be very gullible like that because technology is just going to advance so much where we're not going to be able to decipher what's real or what's not. We know what we knew at the time when we were growing up. We were able to soak up information, but eventually we're just going to age out and be like, what? What do you mean you got an iPad in your brain? What does that mean? It's like you got an <laughs> iPad in your head. Yeah, uh, well, Technology has really advanced uh, to make things believable. Like the, they already have bots that copy your face, right, and put it on like 
yes. porn stars and My, uh, things like that. <laughs> a friend of mine, a past guest, her name's Sarah. Somebody took her, she's a popular woman welder, which is like why, like it, a welder, it doesn't matter if you're, what your gender is, but everyone likes that she's a woman welder. And they stole her profile picture and made a bunch of fake accounts on porn sites and everything like that. Like, send me this much money, you'll see more pictures. And they just took pictures off her Instagram that she posts on her stories and stuff like that. And made all these multiple accounts. She's like, everybody report it. And I'm like, I've had so many friends get their picture impersonated. I'm like, I, I, I had to search up mine. I was like, who's impersonating me. It just keeps showing <laughs> Tom Holland results. I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm not being used. Thank God. And uh, the sad thing is that technology was in, was initially cre created to, I think, capture child predators on the internet. Like they, they, that way they can like, for example, they are having Omi chat on Amigo, but it is actually a bot that they are chatting with instead of uh, putting a young girl out there to just to catch a predator. But like every technology, it is highly exploitable, especially if it's open source. So that technology got taken and used to make porn or mm -hmm. other... <laughs> or other uh stuff that it can it's be used to incriminate porn. somebody it's always porn it's always that's always the first <laughs> thing it's like I, you know what i can do with this and then um it just see that's interesting about catching predators because i think that's what sparked up like the whole q anon thing but did you know shaquille o'neal used to catch predators online by acting like he was a young girl and then he would try and find people that would try and meet with him and then he'd show up and you'd see like this giant seven foot dude just standing there like see I don't mind on like if you're trying to catch people that are doing crazy and dangerous things like that, but what stops a uh, algorithm or something from, I don't know, banning someone who's not doing that at all. And then you get labeled as that. Like so many people like the word racist, so many people will say that online and call somebody that without really knowing the ramifications of what that holds that it's starting to lose a little bit of power in the word because everything online is racist now. Like you could say, oh, you don't have this. It's racist. It's like, well, now you're taking away the power that that word originally stood for. And then it's see, that's that's what I, I look at all these types of things now, like the things that we say eventually it's going to be limited to a very few where I feel like there's going to be a giant pushback on social media. How many Minecraft or some type of Twitch streamer gets banned for life? And like, for what? And then you just see a rising hashtag trend about free this guy, free this guy. And then literally the people spark up so much controversy or so much animosity that it gets the person back on their site all because he said something in a recording of his. That's the problem with the internet right now. Like, it's not us millennials, actually. I think I see it more on the Gen Z. Yeah. That they they try to appear like they are, what can you say, socially aware or something. like. And most of the time, I see it on white people, actually. I'm so sorry to all the white people. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, they will say things like, stop... Black Lives Matter, stop Asian hate. And they say things that are so out of context, like they get offended on our behalf. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like we're not offended if you use, um, for example, if they say that uh, a white person using a kimono is offensive and that 
they say that it is stealing the Japanese culture or something like that. While yeah, that's a, in that's Japan, a, they encourage it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's a, not really offensive. That's a weird long draw that they use. There was um like when people are getting pictures taken, like wearing dreads or something, they go, you're culturally appropriating. And it's like, what? And it's like, you start to realize like the wokeness or whatever that woke culture is, it seems more racist than it then it's like the opposite. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of people are like black lives matter. And then it's like, okay, well, what are you doing to support that? He goes, I'm talking about it. And I put it in my profile. I'm like, well, why don't we look at the Nestle company that is doing the worst things in the humanly possible, but everyone loves their chocolate. So they just give them a pass. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to really understand. Cause I look at like the younger generations that are coming up and we say it's probably happening more with the younger generations. And it comes from a good place, which is compassion for others. But I feel mentally they've aged themselves so much where like you're talking to a 10 year old, they might have the mental capacity in some areas of social, I guess, critique would be the age of 30 because they, they, they know so much, they are exposed to so much from the cell phones. And I'm like, that's the censorship we really need to focus on is like making sure that we actually have proper restrictions on certain things like, but it's so hard to narrow down because even if I don't want anybody to be bullied online, that's a terrible thing. So many kids end up hurting themselves because of, you know, they read something somebody put up about them, but then where does the line get drawn? I mean, like it is just suggesting to someone like a doctor saying, Hey, maybe you should lose a couple of pounds because you're at risk for this certain type of disease. Now you can't say that because you're fat shaming. And I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Like how do we get there? Uh, <laughs> I think I saw something. The most, the most uh, stupid argument I saw on Twitter was that sexualizing uh, anime characters, for example, like, uh, they wouldn't be drawn this... that way if they weren't hot. I'm just saying. Yeah. And they were saying that it is uh you have pedo you have pedo tendencies just because you like a character that is 14 years old or something like that. And I oh, think that was... okay. I see. Oh, what so you're that's <laughs> I think uh that's um I think that's stupid. They're just characters. And I a lot of uh, Gen Zs will get mad at me for saying that. Like, um, of course, I know that this character does not exist. I just like them for their, for their character, for their aesthetic. So they are saying that fan arts, rule, tw rule 34 fan arts of these characters are sexualizing them, uh, uh, sexualizing them in a way that pedophiles do. Or something like that. It's and kind of like predicting. I don't get it. <laughs> it's like predicting. Um, if you ever see that movie with Tom Cruise where they're predicting criminals or people that are going to do like predictive murders or something like that, they're able to sense if a person's going to cause a murder like a year from now or a month from now. That's like what they're doing when it comes to like, oh, if you like this certain anime character at this age, eventually you're going to lose the restriction of what's a TV show or what's a fantasy and want to create it in reality where you go and try and find that younger person that might be at an anime convention looking like that character. And I'm like, I get it. But at the same time, that's that's a very probably rare, 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 rare case that goes on. But they look at it like, no, it's going to end up happening to everyone. I'm like, I'm pretty sure people have more common sense to not want to do that. Like, that's a disgusting thing. But man, I work at a gym. I see 
countless old men that just stare at younger women. I'm like, that's disgusting. Like they are 90, they're falling apart and they're looking at like a 13 or 15 year old girl, just staring at them working out. But maybe that's a factor of the age. Maybe that's a factor of the clothing that the younger generations wear. I don't know. I mean, it's very, everything's provocative now. Hell, a, a bikini is just literally like a, Dorito covering. That's all it is. It just covers a Dorito little triangle and that's it. Yeah. I think for the, for characters like that, a lot of people really know how when to draw the line, but I don't want to be told by a 14-year-old how to act on the internet, you know? Well, a 14-year-old back in the day on the internet used to be like, poop, and then they used to comment, and then they used to get a bunch of likes yeah. on it. Now it's like, I hope you freaking kill yourself. And it's like, whoa! How did that? Well, you're 14. Doesn't matter. I banged your mom. And it's like, oh my God, he's so angry. <laughs> you know, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Especially kids on Xbox, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's weird how we censor. Why are we censoring things on the internet or things that we find through our devices, but we don't censor the things that are in our own reality? Like when you go to the beach, for instance, I live in a beach town. Everything's so provocative. Every They're wearing less and less and less, and they're doing more and more and more, and it's not stopping it. So increasing the censorship online doesn't do anything. You have a society that is is still running off the basis of sex. It is still running off the basis of this is what gets uh, buys. This is what gets if we put less clothing, people enjoy that more unless it's winter. And even then, they don't want to wear that much like we live in a society that manufactures that now we have, and I guess I, I'm more upset about limiting exposure in certain countries. I don't like how they focus all attention on one thing rather than letting other people understand more and more and more of a, another place's experiences. Like in Australia, they had people to keep them in lockdown by just flying helicopters around. You weren't allowed to leave your home. That's something we should know about because eventually a lot of that stuff ends up shifting and it ends up going, you know, everything starts in the West and kind of works its way over. Mm -hmm. And that information blockout really is a big issue in the internet. Like, for example, I didn't know what was happening in Afghanistan until last Monday, things like that. And why is it that this type of censor censorship is always on the media are they paying like are they paying the media not to publish it so that people won't know it and i really feel bad like for people like in china where they just get fed the information that their government wants them to consume and it's actually happening a little little by little in other countries here in like for example in the philippines they are also doing it and it's insane why are why they are blocking out the inf important information instead of the useless information like the earth is flat or <laughs> mm -hmm. stuff like that well the earth is flat video gets way more views than a scientist explaining how it's not you know that's very and i guess people like that like they like to look at it and be like look at this guy explaining that the earth is flat but then I get it because if you move off to a different, like for instance, I had a company reach out to me called Authentic and they run a bunch of group podcasts like Ben Shapiro's podcast on there, Peter Skiff's podcast on there, a bunch of like people that aren't really available on YouTube a whole lot to be able to express themselves fully. Sam Tripoli, for instance, who's like a big conspiracy guy. Um, they reached out to me and I was looking at their profile thing because they saw I got banned or flagged off YouTube. I wasn't banned, just one video got taken down, then reinstated. 
And he was like, yeah, if you want to go over to our platform where it's more open source, I was like, you can still go to another platform. But sadly, YouTube has dominated the video marketing thing. That's whatever. If you ask anybody, what's a good video app for your phone? Everyone's going to suggest you YouTube, unless the very few people that have had bad experiences that recommend like Odyssey or some other type of platform. It's kind of like T-Mobile. When I, when, when I say T-Mobile, most people think of a mall and they go, why do I think of a mall when T, because that's everywhere when T-Mobile was first becoming a company was in malls, always in malls. And then they started doing commercials and then, but Verizon was always its own store. Then eventually T-Mobile became its own store, but now it's been imprinted into your mind as a mall company. When I, you don't ever see a Coke commercial anymore. They don't need to because they already dominated the market. You know what I mean? It's like. YouTube's dominated the market, but when I have an issue of them censoring things is because they're such a big platform net, like as a whole that even if that you can go, we'll go get a different platform. I can do that a hundred percent. I'll still probably end up doing that, but it, it restricts the content and the viewership of the content that you create. So now you're limiting how much a person can actually thrive or make something off of when we have fucking YouTubers that are running and streaking on like, uh, who's that vitalized TV. He ended up like climbing on top of the Egyptian pyramid where you're not supposed to go. And he was like, I want to end the wars. And he was talking about like this giant war that was going on. He wants to stop it. And he, all this type of stuff, they banned him off YouTube. Because of the concept, he was a he got arrested for doing that. It was illegal, but he was trying to spark up a good message, and he knew a bunch of people would click that video because he's doing something illegal, and he was trying to spread a message out there. Now, I necessarily in my mind, it sucks that he had to do something illegal to get the message out there, but he had a good inner message inside of that, which it was trying to stop this war, and more people need to focus on this. Everything now is politics, or it's, but it's all one sided. You see anything with Trump trending, it's got a, it's like the lowest of the low. And if you even if you click on a trending hashtag on Twitter about it, they're just talking shit on them. They're not even going to the main point of what the topic is. But Biden's always at the top, and I'm like, man, there's so much like. I get it. You own the private platform, but it's so confusing to try and decipher your own thoughts. It's like they're all manipulating you and controlling you. And I'm wondering, like, where that's going to lead to. Mm -hmm. Like, well, sometimes in like in Twitter, they pay for the top hashtags. Mm -hmm. So you get what is on the the top of the list. And uh, I also like uh, on the our last conversation i said that there is a way for uh google for you to uh filter whatever google is going to show you so sometimes it is uh based on your activity as well but yeah um sometimes uh well <laughs> i really feel bad for that guy who got uh suspended uh just because he wants to get a message out there while Jake Paul, <laughs> Logan Paul and Jake Paul are still in the platform. Yeah, Jake Paul had to pay $2.3 million in damages to his rental home after an explosion trying to make a video. So I look at it like, because <sighs> with social media, for instance, I think we've all accepted that, you know, or even with our devices, we all accept that if me and you are talking right now about censorship, we might get an advertisement for some type of thing. But yes, if we've accepted that so calmly and so normally now, 
what's going to be accepted next when we try and upload something and it gets taken down instead of trying to fight it we just go well i guess that's how it is and eventually you're now restricting the flow of information and not letting people decipher stuff out there for themselves which i'm like you're treating us like we're all fucking idiots and that's what gets me mm-hmm. uh <laughs> what do you say um in social media they have like uh they use this method called data mining so they for example you select i am a business and i select whatever demographic i wanted to target and social me- uh facebook has all the facebook or youtube any anyone that uses the google uh the google analytics tool Mm -hmm. they they can target your certain location like for for example me uh for example me i am interested in stuff like anime and then i talk about conspiracy theories and censorship with you with you (laughs) so uh whenever they use this google uh google tools they can they can filter out what you can see uh, on your social so social media or your ad- advertisements in YouTube, your recommended videos, everything like everything just by listening in on you. <laughs> and that's why I don't believe uh, we will get a microchip by the vaccines. Every Google already knows everything about you. There's nothing else yeah. that you can hide. Plus, why would they want to put that much money into your body? Like, that doesn't make any yeah. sense. So they already have a device that's way cheaper in your pocket 24-7. But I look at it like, why do we still have influencer accounts online where people are dressing up like paramedics or dressing up in scrubs and trying to give information or news, whatever, towards whatever product they're promoting? Even drinking a Red Bull, there was an influencer drinking a Red Bull. And people are like, well, that's awesome. A paramedic needs a Red Bull, probably because they're up all those late hours. And then people go, she's in front of a green screen. Like, is anybody else noticing? Like, I'm an actual paramedic and this person's in front of a green screen. It's like, but they keep those accounts up there. They keep the fake accounts up there. They keep all these giant corporations that are running bot programs up there. Shouldn't we be trying to source those out instead of rather just looking at someone, seeing something they say that flags your censorship and then banning them and considering that misinformation? What about the misinformation of a person selling a product that paramedics drink Red Bulls? That doesn't make any sense. And then next thing you know, there's another video where they're drinking a Monster Energy drink. It's just a person trying to get money. It's like trying to ban OnlyFans for sexual content. And they're like, oh, wait, if we do that, that's going to mess up a bunch of people's livelihoods. So then they ended up saying, no, we're not going to ban sexually explicit content. I'm like, yes, because now you have people that are now reliant on your platform to distribute their content to make their money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, well, the, the problem is that uh, influencers, they have mastered the art of clickbaiting. Yeah. <laughs> like like uh, what I have mentioned before, just, just put something in a nice package, a nice infographic, and people will eat it up. If you say and the word God, also... if you just say the word God, oh, people yeah. click it immediately like, oh, he's a Jesus loving man. And they click on it and then you're summoning like the devil in your episode. Like, oh, my God, I wasn't ready. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then there are also like people, uh, real paramedics, real people on the job. They are trying to debunk all of the misinformation. But the issue is who people will people will most 
most likely click on something that has a clickbaity title like you won't believe what happens next things like that mm-hmm. instead of something that actually says facts snapchat does that they have a story that says like 50 years of this and then like can't believe this happened and then you click it and it's like 10 minutes of nothing and then at the final last minute they have what the main thing was and it was like okay doesn't really make a lot of sense yeah like there is a youtuber who tried to debunk like the five minute craft videos like five minute craft just like publishes these uh long compilations of uh, life hacks and things and sometimes these life hacks are actually dangerous and they try to debunk things like that but uh the problem is uh if you see a thumbnail like for example use toothpaste to repair your iphone screen things like that (laughs) good luck you will more you will go ahead and click that one because you're curious to see it right instead of somebody who posted the debunking video what are (laughs) which one is are you most likely to click on? Especially if, for example, you're a teenager or maybe a small child with a phone, you are, mo- you are most likely to click something with a clickbait title or a really colorful, um, say, cover than something mo- more educational. And that's the problem. That's, that's, uh, that's the root of where the misinformation begins. Well, do you think more people see the article that runs for four days that says Roma is a uh, top YouTuber in the world? Or do they see the retraction that gets posted and only runs for a day that says Roma actually is fifth place? No, they see the uh, initial headline. Nobody ever sees the retraction. So many things that go on in news, so many things that go on in these trending things that end up getting wrong or labeled that should be labeled as misinformation end up like – um. I talk about Tim Dillon. He's a very popular comedian where he did a voiceover of the Tokyo Olympics, the introduction scene. And he was like, he was, he's a comedian. So he was joking around. He goes, is the mic off? Is the mic off? Oh, let's get the fuck out of here. And he just starts voicing over the whole Olympics. This is just a giant shit show. But then people said, oh, newscaster got fired. Washington Post, all these major news corporations, CNN, Fox, were all printing articles about it. Even World Star Hip Hop that was initially fucking fight videos is now a source for news like TikTok is. So they all said, Uh, broadcaster got fired after this report or mic went live and then they all figured out it was a comedian then everyone had to print a retraction but how do you think more people saw the initial headline or you think more people saw the retraction well i think well people will more most likely click on the most more sensational headline right yeah like that is why there are a lot of people who got scammed like you won't believe what this man did uh, banks hate him <laughs> things like that yeah there are a lot of headlines like that all over social media and the sensationalism of the title is what appeals to the curiosity of uh, the users instead of clarifications like uh, he actually the man actually got a loan from his father or something like that you saw these, at least in the States, on newspaper articles that were just posted in stores like tabloid headlines, like People's Magazine or something like that, that would say Jennifer Aniston just broke up with Brad. And then you would be like, oh, my God, then you'd want to grab it and read it. Now it's on the 
the internet where you look at an article and it's like five ways to make a hundred thousand dollars. Now, you know, those are probably scams, but you start looking through. It's like new element discovered like new element. What they found a, a, aliens are real. And you click that. And next thing you know, it's like, there's not a damn thing in here about aliens. Yeah. Uh, and, and people will still believe that they, some people, they just, uh, there are a huge percentage of engagement on these types of posts where people don't really click on them and they just uh, read the title and get and run away with it. They will share and they will share it to their peers and things like that, like the, the typical old people on Facebook, <laughs> let's say. Uh, like there is a, an article uh, in Singapore there that says that all schools are going to have an elevator for the disabled students and there were Karens in the comment section saying that they are encouraging kids not to exercise when inside the article it actually says that they are going to install elevators for the disabled students how did how did you how did they pull the exercise thing out of getting an elevator for disabled students uh, well, it says on the art, the title of the article that uh, by 2023, all schools in Singapore is going to have elevators. That's it. And oh. they thought that it is encouraging students not to exercise. And well, they haven't been to Singapore. There's a lot of exercise to be had in that country. You have to walk everywhere there. <laughs> I would love to see the face of someone reading the details of it and be like, oh, it's for disabled people. And I just type that horrible comment saying schools are horrible for not letting kids exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, the, some, there are a lot. I saw that uh, thread. Uh, uh, my auntie sent that thread to me and I saw a lot of those comments that they are all jumping to the conclusion just because of the title. And even if there is a, a little literal child in a wheelchair on the picture of the article. They did not, they chose to ignore that and focus on the headline. Because they got certain trigger words in there that when, like when you hashtag something on like a video, you can hashtag it certain trigger words. Like, so now you mentioned that you troll a little bit online too. So I'm curious if you're a, an angel of a troll or you do good acts or you just do horrible stuff. So which one is it? I well I that long pause is already telling me it's a bad one (laughs) (laughs) no uh, I I warn people about this these accounts like for example the last time uh, this kind of blew up on Twitter uh, some time ago Uh, so I so I got a message from this guy posting as as a member of BTS and mm-hmm. they, he was saying like thank you for being such a fan of the band things like that and well I decided to troll him and I tracked him down to I tracked him down in Pennsylvania <laughs> so I just uh, posted it as a warning for other people and also uh, I also posted things like how to be safe against uh, people like that and I'm not not exactly an angel <laughs> type of uh, person who You're does You're vigilante. That, but yeah, something like uh, I took my inspiration from Jim Browning and <laughs> Kit Vogel. 
I um yeah, I might have to send you some profiles. You might have to find out for me. What I've been doing is I've been I saw an article that was posted about like um a guy reposted this is why energy drinks are bad. And it was a kid in an ICU on a ventilator. And he apparently was drinking like apparently 200 milligrams of caffeine. You start getting some side effects. 300, you start experiencing more side effects. And then around 400, it becomes dangerous. Now, you're talking to a person that has probably eight energy drinks a day, all 300 milligrams of caffeine. I had two before I did this podcast. So I'm fine. I might be an exception to the rules. When I see that, I took the photo that was posted on there with that article, and I just used Google search images, and I searched up that image. It was a, from a car accident in like 2010, where a kid was in a horrible car accident, and then they were he was needing some type of some type of transplant. And I was like, but the article that I read said that it was because of caffeine and energy drinks. But see, that's the thing. Nobody is going to look that far into it like I did. Everyone's going to read that headline, like it, love it, share it, whatever, and say something about it without even knowing the true facts behind it. Yeah, I get a lot of that type of articles from old aunties, really. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course, when you're uh, like when you're in university, you can't uh, help but just live off of uh, instant ramen right and they my aunties kept uh sending me articles about how i will have a stomach cancer by the age of 30 if i <laughs> if i live off of instant ramen uh my whole university life but i'm still uh <laughs> i'm still alive and i'm still living off of instant ramen sometimes <laughs> and i'm almost 30 so i don't see and they they are just basing it off of some article like from this obscure website that is not the onion but it looks like it was copied off of the onion i think there needs to be more of what i would call briefs instead of like podcasts are nice like podcasts like mine and yours are great but they're it you need to wrap it in such like a five minute or 10 minute clip like that's why tiktok so popular is because everybody doesn't have i mean we spend hours on our phones but we don't spend hours into one video we spend a couple minutes into a video before we move on to the next thing because our attention spans are kind of shorter than they used to be so they need to make like doctors put up briefs or put up these tiny things where they give a message out there teaching you about like um andrew huberman's a popular neuroscientist i was listening to him explain sleep and to explain different methods of like um what your body uses um, when it comes to your neurons and your brain, what types of supplements can help you actually get sleep and maintain sleep. Melatonin is shit. Um, it helps you get sleep, but it doesn't help you stay asleep. So there's other things like magnesium. There's certain types of tissue in your brain that reacts to certain types of magnesium, not the citrate, the one that gives you like a laxative uh, reaction, but there are certain types of magnesium that your body tissue needs that'll actually help you promote sleep and actually help you stay asleep longer. Now, if that was briefed into a couple minute video, it's going to be more engagement for the audience. But the issue is, is like when we look at people say it's just dumb videos that we look at, that might be somewhat true. But it's also how short those videos are. Unless you personally are invested into what that person is creating, you're not going to watch a full length of one of their videos. You're going to look at the first couple of minutes and then move on to the next thing. You need something that's going to be like a car crash or something that's going to get you in that second and then it's over with. We need quick videos. And I feel like scientists or academics need to try better to make more educational videos, but keeping them in a short, compacted five-minute platform where they can get you with a bunch of information and then they lead you into the next one. 
Sorry, I lost my audio for a while there. Or maybe uh, was that my mic that wasn't working? Uh, no, okay. I think, uh, yeah. I blew out your speaker with my voice. You're welcome. <laughs> Sorry. I think I lost my audio around <laughs> for, for a minute there. Well, what I was saying was that if academics had like maybe a smaller video or something that was educational in a matter of two to five minutes, there'd probably be more people that would soak up more information. Like a TikTok video offers in like 15 seconds or 30 seconds, enough information to help educate you a little bit more. We don't have a lot of those only short videos that we see constantly. If I'm on Facebook, I don't know if it's just my algorithm, but it's like, explosions people getting falling off of a ladder and breaking their meniscus or something stupid and it's like i know i look up better stuff than that but that's all that facebook wants to show you is because it's all about like joking nobody wants to get serious about stuff and i'm like well i'd like some educational videos that would help me teach like not a buzzfeed story i want somebody that's going to be real did you lose your audio again she did uh actually um Educators right now, they are getting uh, trainings uh, regarding that, like how to best capture this, uh, the, the attention of your students by little snippets. I was laughing because I saw your face look up and I was like, she lost her audio again. Yeah. <laughs> I, think you're, I think your voice is triggering my Google Assistant. <laughs> Am I saying, wait, you have, do you have Alexa or Google in your house? uh i don't have i have alexa you have alexa uh, i don't think she's going to be able to hear me if i'm coming through your headset uh no um it's actually i'm actually connected to my phone so <laughs> because there's um if you say like okay siri right now now me just saying mm -hmm. that there's a bunch of people's phones that are going to stop this podcast and say okay siri and they're going to go into that that's <laughs> nuts to me i didn't know i could just mess somebody up while they're driving down the highway <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I I turned it off for now. It's, it's start, uh, every time you speak about uh like uh, about the videos, uh, it starts my Spotify for some reason. But if I had to ask you, what's your prediction with censorship? Do you think it's going to get better, or do you think it's going to keep getting worse? Well, it's a double-edged sword. I think, like the more that uh the more the technology is developing, the more exploitable it is. So, uh, so as much as uh, companies can try, like Google and Facebook can try to crack down on these, uh, on censorship and make it a better place for everybody, the more that, but as the users increase, <laughs> the more as the, the, as long as the users increase, uh, I think it will be a hard, they will have a harder time. Like, for example, last year, uh, going back to our first topic, uh, Facebook actually cracked down on a lot of uh, troll accounts uh, in our country. And uh, a year after, I think the, the accounts doubled. I think um, it's just going to cause people to look to a different platform and then think that puts it at risk. Like Odyssey, I think might be a good platform for being like a competitor to YouTube, a less censored version of YouTube, but they also have a thing where you can buy credits to help boost your videos. And then people can support you by putting money into there. And I'm like, 
man, that seems a little bit more easily hackable considering that you're not as popular as YouTube. How do I know your security is as good as YouTube? If YouTube is getting hours and millions and millions and hours of content uploaded a minute, they probably have some pretty good firewall. They have some good stuff to not shut down their whole entire site. I think that's why platforms like Gaia, if you've heard of that, uh, they uh, are so popular nowadays because people, I think to a level, they are aware that platforms like YouTube and uh, Facebook, they there are a lot of misinformation going around there and people would want, some curious people would want to look into somewhere else and so, so uh, platforms like Gaia and Odyssey, they that's where they step in and uh, they are they offered a, an alternative like, hey, these creators are in this platform. They they post uh, a lot of good infer- uh, good content that may interest you, and sometimes, and that is why. Uh, people will go to the alternative as well like like uh in china they have like uh daily motions things like that yeah they they have daily motion and then vimo as well too mm-hmm. yeah hmm. i just uh, wish it was more easily accessible to be able to because as a content creator, you look at it like this is one of the most horrible things is being censored on some things because you're really trying to you're investing so much work into something mm-hmm. and you expect it to be able to get views and stuff like that. But then they can shadow ban you by not making your result a top search thing, making sure you have to type mm-hmm. a full episode out like um my one video that I got flagged, take it down and then put back up. It had 50 something views when it got flagged. And then now I check it as 20 something views. So I'm like, can they remove views and likes? Yeah, yeah, they they can. YouTube has this filtering of uh, spam views. They say, mm-hmm. and I only know that because uh, I'm also I'm on Stan Twitter, uh, on K-pop Stan Twitter, and they are talking a lot about uh, things like spam views, how to make your views count for this for these types of videos and. They say that every 12 a.m. Uh, EST, uh, Susan, uh, I mean, YouTube, they will delete views that they say are spam. So, like, uh, for example, if you do not watch the whole video, your view can be counted as spam. Or if you keep skipping on parts of the video, it can also be counted as spam, things like that. What's the point of doing podcasts now at this point? I didn't realize how big of a thing this was. I'm like, there's no point in even trying to create content if it's just going to be taken down. It's like you literally feel powerless. Like all that time you put into that thing doesn't even matter. That was just a waste of a day. You don't even remember. It's like having Alzheimer's. You forget your whole entire life experience of putting something into something. Yeah, uh, that's why uh, I never really upload my episodes on YouTube because they, I always get either flag for um, copyright or things like that. So I just rely on um, Spotify and Anchor. And I the YouTube algorithm, they won't, uh, they won't really help you. Like once you're, you've been flagged, you won't, you won't make it back to the top. They, you, your videos won't be suggested as much as any other clickbaity videos to other people after you've been report flagged as copyright or your vi- your initial video gets taken down and 
that's really giving a lot of creators a hard time because uh, you're, you put a lot of work in there. And once YouTube decides that they hate you, they, you your, your content won't be as uh, put out there as others. That's why mental health podcasts get such a big viewership on YouTube is because everyone's searching up mental health stuff. But then you check their following on Instagram, Facebook, or whatever. My buddy's getting like, I think 2,000 something views on a video he's had up for two days just about mental health. But his followers are only like 90 something followers on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And I'm like, it, are they what what are they counting that is because no people just look up the word mental health a lot and then i come up because mental health is such a big uh topic right now yeah. and the problem is if you don't make a make content about a big topic you won't be as much of a favorite of the algorithm as the others i'm gonna change it to a flat earth podcast yeah <laughs> a lot of people actually use those types of titles and then uh there's this one youtuber i follow they use a lot of uh clickbaity titles like flat earth or things like that but when you open the video it's actually a really different topic altogether if anybody has reddit skills i want you to take my podcast and upload it to every reddit platform possible i tried to navigate it and i don't know how to do it <laughs> Yeah, Reddit is a really good place to start. Like you can you can start your own uh, Reddit. It's the underground of the internet. Yeah, uh, you meet a lot of people, a lot of interesting people there. <laughs> I don't know if those are the type of people you want to meet there. There are some interesting people. Like, You're not a good intro. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, uh, I usually browse Ask Reddit, and there are a lot of people there that are interesting. I just don't know about the other uh, <laughs> subreddits. <laughs> they're they're more helpful than not though like usually like if you're going through something like someone's like can somebody help me with this yeah you just got to upload it to this platform this platform this platform and then i can help you out and then we'll go take you from there it's like there's people on there that are willing to help out like i met one guest through a reddit page by just asking about guests like way back at the start of this thing but it's just so crazy because the also the main ploy of reddit is you don't have to use your name or your face so that's like a hard thing to do my show i don't want a person coming on here talking about like the occult and not wanting to use their profile you know what i mean yeah but have you have you tried uh discord something or something i try but that's such a gaming platform too it's like twitch it's uh, like yeah. you can't really use it that much if you're just trying to have a conversation on a different thing that everybody wants to go into the chat and then you're in multiple different groups and i'm like i'm getting anxiety already uh, yeah there are a lot of uh people talking at the same time in discord i think and uh, but um, I th at least uh, during this pandemic, Discord has helped a lot of schools do their uh, online classes. I think that's probably one of the biggest benefits of a lot of these social media or video type apps is that they're still able to help you communicate with people that you might not have a chance to in your everyday life. Mm. Yeah, uh, like uh, back in university, we only have Facebook groups <laughs> and now... You can message anybody, even if they are not your friends. I don't want to talk to anybody from high school until my reunion pops up in five years. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even attend my high school reunions. <laughs> There's no point just seeing a bunch of people that you only remember the good stuff. You don't remember when they treated you like crap. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, 
na I don't have, I don't want to remember them. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Roma, where can people find your podcast and where can people find any links for you, like Twinkle Journey? I know you have that page as well, too. <laughs> yes, uh, my podcast is Stories of Saniwa. So I talk about Japanese swords there. And uh, hopefully soon I can include other uh, myth- myths from Japan on my second season. And uh, Twinkle Journey, it's my cosplay page. Uh, I'm in hiatus right now because of the pandemic. But hopefully when everything goes back to normal, I can have more content on there as well. And um, if you want to support me, uh, you can donate to my Ko-fi. That is ko-fi.com slash stories of Saniwa. I'll make sure I link it all in the description. Is there anything you want to let the people out there know before we wrap up the show? Uh, get vaccinated and COVID is real. <laughs> COVID is real for sure. COVID is real. That is not a myth. Hopefully YouTube shows that to the top now that we said that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The virus that cannot be named is real. <laughs> there we go. 